Imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women. Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. everyone, and welcome to this week's Lead Hership Global Podcast. I am so excited to welcome everyone to today's program with Vandana Tolani. She is the CEO and founder of Convanto, a speaker and an entrepreneur. And we are going to be speaking with Vandana about the art of the pitch, how to succeed in securing business investment. Did you know that only 2% of companies founded and led by women get venture backing? Although 40% of companies were founded by women and they generate 26% greater return than those founded by men. Access to capital can be a big hurdle when you're starting a business and when you're scaling a business. It's the reason that 83% of new businesses rely on personal or family savings of the owner. So how can you attract investment funding as a women-owned or a women-operated business? Well, creating a convincing pitch that succinctly summarizes the value of your business is the very first step. But it's no easy task. If you're an entrepreneur, the stakes are high for a really sharp pitch deck that tells the story about the problem you're solving, the size of the market that you're addressing, and whether or not your team has charted a viable roadmap to success with a clear exit. When pitching investors, founders need to build a case that adequately addresses the risks that investors bear with a compelling storyline about a winning exit. So through our discussion today with Vandana, you're going to gain exclusive insider tips on how to present your business to provincial investors, how to prepare for a pitch, and you'll be able to learn how to highlight the strengths of your business to earn the funding needed to grow and to scale your business. You'll be able to learn what investors look for so that you can raise capital faster and increase your sales. Now, before we jump in, let me tell you a little bit about Vandana Tolani. She is the CEO and founder of Covanto. It's a firm designed to enable startups with the art and science of fundraising. Covanto advises small, medium, and large enterprises to raise capital, find their product market fit, and implement a successful go-to market strategy. Vandana is a versatile and dynamic professional with over 20 years of rich experience in international business advisory and fundraising. She's an adept strategic planner with a proven history of mentoring business startups, identifying new growth avenues, developing innovative strategies, and building high-performance teams. Her core area of work is fundraising for early-stage startups across sectors and across industries. We are so excited to welcome Bandana. She is passionate about helping businesses reach the right people and fulfill their business requirements through a large network of VC funds, angel investors, and family offices. Bandana, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, 
Thank you, Linda, for having me here. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here at the leadership uh, program uh, where I can speak so much about getting investments, getting the right kind of pitch deck and how to get fundraised for your startup. That's wonderful. So, Vindana, to kick off the discussion, I'd love to hear more about what led you to have such passion around helping entrepreneurs actually attract investment funding. So, um, when I was a teenager, I never wanted to be boxed in with anything, um, you know, like uh, work under somebody or be boxed in or have that feeling of being, uh, you know, being told what to do. I always wanted to get into this male-dominated industry because uh, it was believed that women cannot do finance, women are not business savvy, they are not good at maths, etc. Also because uh, it's quite unconventional for women to get into this field. Uh, Not only that, um, there are different kinds of startups that solve different problems in deep tech, fintech, um, agri-tech, edu-tech, uh, food-tech. So one gets to learn about different startups, what problem they are solving and uh, what are the technologies that they are using. So uh, get to know almost everything about the different kind of technologies, the different kind of startups around the world, the different uh, way the fundraising is done all around the world. So it's quite uh, uh, interesting as to how Uh, one can get funding also in these areas. Uh, I was in Singapore and Jakarta for 15 years where I had my own family office fund. Um, I uh, looked into a lot of startups into fintech, agri-tech, edu-tech, food tech, health tech. Uh, Seven years back, I moved back to India. That is when Convanto was founded. And the full form of Convanto is actually consultant Vandana Tolani. That's how Convanto was derived. Um, It's a seven-year-old company led by a female founder. So uh, that's, uh, it's been seven years since Convanto got founded. I did a lot of investments, um, got a lot of fundraisers done, helped a lot of startups with their pitch tech making and uh, this month, I'm nominated as the top 10 women leaders in wealth management 2020. So, uh, also the passion to do something on my own kept on driving me. Hence, I uh, went into this field more. Uh, I didn't want to get into cooking or fashion designing or something that is, uh, you know, just female-oriented uh, kind of That makes sense. Thank you so much for explaining a little bit about your background and what led you to have such passion around helping entrepreneurs. So, Vandana, your core area of work is fundraising for early stage startups. So how does an early stage startup differ from a more established business when it comes to pitching the opportunity to investors? What do early stage startups need to focus on uniquely and uh, sort of separately from a larger, more established business? So when an early stage startup comes to us, we groom them in such a manner as to how they can present themselves in the best manner to the right kind of investors. We help them to create a story. We help them to create the right kind of pitch deck. We help them to create the right kind of financial models and valuations. 
we help them create a video pitch. We tell them to get their company into a private limited company with three co-founders, have a proper complementary team, which is a marketing team, a technology team, um, you know, um, an operation team that complements each other. Uh, It is an added advantage to have a CFO and advisor on board because many people don't know how to manage their money and they tend to burn it, um, you know, in the wrong direction. So hence, these two people in the firm help them to manage the money. Also, we tell them to reach to the right kind of investment bankers who have the right kind of relationships with the funds. Um, We inform them not to do a lot of cold calling not to reach to the wrong investors, check the thesis of the investors before reaching out, check their websites properly. Uh, this helps them uh, you know, get their investments really, really fast. So this is a small thing that we exercise that we do before we sign up with the company. We uh, you know, groom them entirely uh, to be investor ready. Okay, that makes sense. And those are some of the unique things that an early stage startup needs to really pay attention to, to attract investor funding and to prepare for an investor pitch. And as we've mentioned, access to capital can be a really big hurdle when you're just starting out, when you're starting building and scaling a business. So to kick us off, let's talk about when the time is right to seek investment. At what stage of the life cycle should a business seek capital? We've talked about early stage. Is that the best time or is it after you have a a roadmap of success and you have three to five years of revenue that you can point to? Firstly, the founder should have the drive to run their show. Whether it's early stage or at a later stage, if the founder doesn't have the drive, then naturally the company has a backfall. And, uh, you know, uh, in initial years, the founder should have invested his or her own money um, or taken from family or friends or their own network and then move into a higher funding, which is VC, PE, etc. The reason being because then only they value the investor's hard-earned money. Uh, Not only that, uh, you know, they can apply for investments even after they have reached the MVP, but there has to be some kind of drive, some, uh, you know, uh, proof of concept, which is already there, uh, you know, having so many customers already in line and uh, somewhere where they are showing revenue. Of course, startups that have reached a, a certain amount of revenue get uh, invested really fast because naturally the investor sees that there is some revenue coming up. Uh, why is the investor investing in the startup? Because even the investor wants to make money out of it. It's a, it's a win-win situation for both. So hence, uh, you know, one needs to sell their company to the investor in such a manner that he invests and they get what they want as well. Uh, so there is no fixed uh, uh, time period as to when they should start looking for investments. But of course, the basic things like their website should be ready. Their team should be ready. Uh, you know, their uh, some product should be ready. Some customer, uh, um, you know, their target market should be ready. We should know who are their customers. Are they targeting the right customers or no? So some factors should be ready. They should have invested their 
own money or from family friends to value the money which they are going to get from another investor which will be a bigger amount got it and what are the different kinds of investments that are available to business owners how do they correspond to the different stages of the business life cycle so are there different kinds of investments for an early stage startup versus a business that's in a, a growth stage versus a business that may be scaling at that point are there different kinds of investors or investments that correspond to the different stages of the business life cycle that business owners need to be aware of yeah there are angels hnis vcs pes that invest into uh, these kind of startups now angels uh, come in typically when uh, you need your first very early and small amount then comes the vc stage and then comes the pe stage now some uh, founders want to look for hnis uh, because they are not comfortable with the way the vc process goes uh, you know the, with the way the pc works so they ask for hnis so we have all kinds of investors um, and uh, you know there are different kinds of investors in the tech there are different kinds of investors in the food industry the different kinds of investors in the consumer industry in the agritech industry in the education industry so depending on the kind of deal that comes to us we approach that kind of investor after having several discussions with the firm got it okay and what does a founder need to do to actually prepare for a pitch vendana this is your area of expertise this is what you do so well so what does a business owner need to consider when they're presenting their business to a potential investor so what many founders do is uh, they take the investors meeting very casually um you know they have to be dressed up formally during the investors meet there has to be no background noise uh coming in they have to present it uh, sidewise in a manner that interests the investor and it becomes interactive and makes the investor curious uh because what happens is that uh these online meetings sometimes people take it very informally and they wear home clothes and they don't understand the uh, you know importance of this it's the same way like we go to somebody's office to a meeting um you know we would be wearing uh, formal clothes we would be conducting it in that manner it's the same way an online meeting many founders forget to introduce themselves their background uh, they forget to show the right kind of slides during the investor meetings which is the numeric slides which are really really important because for investor it's all about numbers they don't wish to spend more than 90 seconds on a deck it's very very important to have a video pitch deck because it saves a lot of time of the investor and makes the investor understand who's the founder what's the product who's behind the scenes what do they want um like if you see in schools uh, in abroad why is it that children learn better from visuals because uh, that works well with even elders uh, you know if visuals are shown i think investors would get more attracted to the product all written information uh, sometimes get misinterpreted and even online meetings the founders not able to convey their own product in a nice manner uh, i have seen founders taking calls uh, from tele uh, from their phone i think that's not professional at all 
So repeatedly we inform these to the founders, but still if they continue, then actually uh, it is not good for them in the long run. Okay, that's really helpful. Very insightful tips about, again, this whole idea of how business owners need to highlight the strength of their business and really what they need to be thinking about in preparing for the pitch, what the business owner needs to consider when they're presenting their business to a potential investor. So thank you. Now, when you think about how to highlight the strengths of the business, you mentioned the financial slides, how critical those are, but what, how can a business owner begin to craft the story and highlight the strengths of their business to earn the funding that they need to be able to grow and scale their business? So what we do is we give them a lot of samples of stories uh, and we tell them that, look, this is how we need your sample. Now, if it's naturally, um, uh, say, for instance, it's a food company, you know, a chocolate company. Naturally, it is good if you have a tagline, like, you know, Hershey's chocolate have a tagline or Dairy Milk chocolates has a tagline. Why do people get attracted to it? Because of the tagline. So similarly, there can be one punchline uh, for the investor that, look, this is what I've built. And this, uh, you know, during COVID, I built it. Uh, to help the COVID uh, patients, COVID-19 patients. So I think that is really important to have your story, your passion written in a crisp manner with all the numbers in order and not just anything. It's, uh, you know, it's very important to get your business plans vetted by somebody who knows, um, you know, the investor market thoroughly. Uh, So, what many founders feel is that they know a lot many things, but they have not been in the market for many years. So they don't know what's happening. So hence, uh, uh, you know, they need to be informed again and again that this is what is trending. This is what needs to change. And we help them formulate all those stories. We help them, we guide them, we handhold them, um, provided they do listen to us. Uh, you know, and sometimes they hire us, but they don't want to follow any instructions. So then it gets a bit difficult for them to get funded as well. And in a pitch deck is a 15, uh, uh, you know, page slide, I mean, 15 slides document. It should be short. It should be crisp. Uh, It should have a lot more numbers than uh, text. And it should be in order. There has to be a team slide. There has to be a unit metric slide. There has to be a fund usage slide. Naturally, uh, you know, investor wants to know the fund that he's putting, where is it going to get utilized? There has to be a proper team slide. Uh, So all these things need to be in order. Hence, it is important to get it done by a professional and invest in it. It's a document that stays with the company for several years. Uh, and only one or two things need to be changed from time to time. So, um, you know, many people don't like to invest in it, but it's an important thing. It gives you a lot of clarity about your own company that, oh, uh, you know, I'm at this stage. These are going to be my financial projections. And then it gives you like a vision about future that whether uh, you want to take it forward or you want to pivot. So I think it's important to have it. Okay, that makes sense. And once you've presented your pitch deck, 
Uh, what does the post-meeting follow-up look like? What kind of follow-up should an entrepreneur or a business owner be ready to orchestrate once they've presented their pitch deck? So uh, usually when a company comes to us and when we've done all the documentation work, we start pitching to the investors on behalf of the founders. And because we have relationships with the MDs of these funds, uh, and because of our relationships, they get to look at those pitch decks because otherwise they get like a 1,000, 2,000 pitch decks in a day. But because we are starred in their means, they have a look at it. They want to get into the conversation with the founder. Once the founder presents it very nicely, they go back, they discuss it with their investment committee. They see the market. They see uh, what's going to be, uh, you know, the future of that company. And then they get back with their answers, with their reasons, and then they have a second or a third call. And usually then they get the term sheet very easily. But to get the first impression and the first call with an investor is really, really a task, which the founders don't understand that how much pain we investment bankers are taking behind the scene to get them those meetings. And more often, they take it very lightly. And uh, so that's when the problem starts. Okay. And then you said that's where the problem starts. So then what? What happens after you know, you've identified that as a stumbling block? What do you recommend for business owners? So, uh, you know, we, we inform them that, you know, uh, this is where you're falling off or this is where you're not doing things correctly. And, uh, you know, this is how you need to present. This is how you need to not take the meetings lightly. Have your due diligence papers in order. We had a company where we got him three term sheets uh, from different areas, uh, you know, of the world. And then his due diligence, we had given him the documents, a uh, list of documents way beforehand. We handheld him with the entire procedure, but there was something where his due diligence was not coming up right. Uh, you know, one of his documents, and we asked him to correct it but, uh, and guided him as to how he can correct it, but he didn't correct it. As a matter of fact, all the funds backed out. So, uh, you know, these factors, uh, small, small things are observed by the investor. Naturally, he's going to be, he or she is going to be part of the company on your board. He's going to and observe everything because it's his money as well. And he's also uh, taking some equity shares in that. So naturally, he'll pay attention to nitty-gritty details. Not only that, one of two founders, one founder used it to buy a car, the other one used it to treat cancer. So the investor's hard-earned money is not for burning it in for personal needs. It's for business and pure business. Uh, it has to be taken. So hence the CFO role comes in here. When if the founder cannot manage the money, he needs to give it to somebody to manage it. So, so that he doesn't burn it or she doesn't burn the money. So that's the reason why we, uh, you know, I mean, the first meeting, from the first meeting, once it's impressive, it's interactive, it's everything, then things go on fine. But if the founder fails in these areas, then I think it's difficult for him or her to get funded. Got it. 
All right. So Vinden, what is your best advice for business owners that are actively seeking investment or considering the option to seek investment? What's your very best advice for them to get started? The very best advice is first get your pitch deck in order. Uh, if your pitch deck is in order, you're in the right hands of a right investment banker, uh, you know, then I think you're in, on the right track already. And perseverance, patience, consistency, doing the same thing repeatedly over and over again uh, makes you perfect in what you're doing. And, uh, you know, you would understand here you're failing here. You know, there's a mistake here while you're, um, you know, running your company. So all those things will be in your mind. So I think you have to keep repeating uh, the same thing over and over. It's like, you know, you open a shop every day. If you're selling the same chocolate, you have to keep selling the same chocolate again and again and again to get more business. It's the same way. So uh, I think we all have our own shops as entrepreneurs and we have to keep being consistent, persistent. And more important is to have your mind in center. Uh, having a positive mind uh, keeps the mind in center and leads you always in the right direction. Um, so I think it's very important for all the founders to read the book, Power of the Subconscious Mind, uh, do a lot of law of attraction from the universe and, you know, be centered in the mind. That helped me also. So that's why I advise everybody. And also hard work. If you are hardworking, it will outweigh even talent or intelligence. If you are hardworking, it will stay with you with for a you know, long way. You just have to be active. Uh, you know, if you don't have the talent, you don't have the intelligence, but you're hardworking, that one thing will stick with you uh, in the long run. Okay. I love that, Vindana. Thank you so much. All right. Last final question for you. You know, we find that all of the guests of Leadership Global um, have received some sort of really pivotal leadership advice along the way. So through their career journey, they've received advice that has really been impactful for them. So can you share with us Bandana, the best leadership advice that you've ever received and that you've incorporated into your leadership now? So I was once told by somebody to use my voice a lot because they felt that my voice is a good voice. So uh, I always, uh, you know, speak very nicely over the phone and all because uh, uh, everybody felt my voice is good. And also somebody helped me recognize my own skills, uh, uh, which was that, you know, there was a time when even I failed to believe in my own self. And, um, you know, somebody helped me realize my own talents and skills that, you know, uh, I can do this work and I'm capable of it. So I think that went with me uh, in the long run. And I think nothing is impossible if one is at it. But we what happens is that even when we are in the corporate industry, even at homes, uh, even with our friends, we don't help them recognize their skills. And that's when some people just don't know what their skills are. Nobody tells them, look, you've got this skill, you leave this and you do this. You know, uh, somebody could have a writing skill, somebody could have uh, you know, some other skill. 
So I think it's very important to identify skills of people and inform them. Then it's up to them what they want to do. Uh, I think that should be uh, that cycle that should start now uh, is to help people recognize their skills. Because even if a person, especially in the women, uh, if they have even one skill, if something happens to their life uh, at any point, they have that one skill that will stay with them in the long run to help them get the earning, help them believe in themselves. So I think that's very important. Okay. What wonderful advice. Thank you. And thank you, Lead Hership Global Podcast audience for listening in today on the art of the pitch, how to succeed in securing business investment. You've been listening to Vendana Tulani, the CEO and founder of Conbanto. She's a speaker, she's an entrepreneur and a powerhouse leader. And we again want to thank you, Vendana, for being a part of today's Lead Hership Global podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Linda, for having me here. It's a great pleasure and honor that you have given me your precious time. Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.